and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report Podcast. It is the second episode of the week on this Tuesday, and it's going to be the best podcast yet because we are talking about the X Factors. That's right. X going to give it to you. RIP DMX. We're going to be talking about the X Factors of Bucks players for the 2022 season. We're talking a couple of players on the offensive side of the ball. We're talking a couple of players on the defensive side of the ball. We're going to get all into that. I'm your host, Matt Matera. Joined with me is the face that runs the place here at Peter Report, Scott Reynolds. And Scott, how are you on this two times Tuesday? You know, I'm I'm excited to be here and, and not just to be with you and all the awesome Peter people we have that are tuning in. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree with Joel here. It's, you know, it was, it was fun to be a part of the best Peter Report podcast we've ever done yesterday. And it just feels like today we're going to top it. So just keep climbing that um, mountain yeah. one day at a time. You know, we can only go up against the opponent in front of you. And that's what we're going to right. do. We're going to attack the day, beat it. X factors. Let's go. Definitely agree. Yeah. I love the X factor topic and uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to kind of talk about two people on offense and defense a piece. So we'll be talking about eight Buccaneers today. You kind of cheated a little bit. You've got a little bit more than eight, but uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. So uh, welcome all you pewter people. We love uh, having you guys on board. And, uh, you know, th- this podcast is, is energized by Celsius. It's also energized by you guys and you guys can help us. We're growing every day. We're getting more and more subscribers to our pewter report TV channel on YouTube. Make sure that if you are watching this podcast, you haven't subscribed, please do so. And then click the like button on this video and also all the other ones we do, because that puts us in a better position with the algorithms on YouTube, puts us in front of more pewter people like you and helps build our following. And uh, we, we really appreciate that. Yeah, everyone knows how it is. It's a numbers game. And the more yep. numbers we get with subscribers, the more it helps everyone. Makes businesses want to advertise with us. It makes more people yep. want to see the Pewter Report product. So help us help you by hitting yep. that like button Wait, we're, and we're subscribing. Not, we're not going to go into details today, but we've had an incredible day at Pewter Report. And we have some amazing things in store for you guys when it comes to, to game days. Yep. That's all we're going to say right now. But if you liked the Pewter pregame show and Pewter game day and the Pewter Report podcast, the postgame po- podcast last year, ho, 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 <laughs> you've got a treat in store for you. So we've got some amazing things in the works. We'll talk about those in training camp as, as we draw closer to the season. But, uh, yeah, like we said, this is going to be the best podcast we've ever done. And we're going to be giving you all the best game experience that you have uh, ever seen from Pewter Reports coming this year. So very exciting news about that. Very, very true. I'm, I can't, I cannot wait for football season. I'm very, shout out to Justin. He says, I won't lie. Game day podcasts were the best. Yes, they were because yeah. you can't, sometimes you can't put it into words. You just got to see our reactions. And, you know, a lot of it John Ledger did last year, but I, I was lucky enough to be on with John for a couple of these game day podcasts. The two yes. games I did, awesome games. They were uh, the Bucks indie game where the Bucks yeah. won late in the game. Good back and forth game. Um, Leonard! Leonard, what are you doing? 30 yards down the field. The offensive lineman running with him stride for stride. Like sometimes those big action plays, the Antoine Winfield Jr. interception. You just naturally freak out. We're human. You see awesome plays like that. The Jets game. The Bucs come back. They get that stop when Zach Darnold. Zach Darnold. Zach Wilson. Got stuffed. We tried to QB sneak him. Maybe he'll be better this year because he's got a new vote of confidence if everyone's seen the news going around with him. But then Cyril Grayson Jr., the game-winning touchdown with mere seconds left. That's yeah. the live reactions that you're going to get this year when the Bucs are playing every single game. That's starting right. starting in the preseason, but also starting with that uh, first game of the season, yeah. Sunday night football, primetime against the Dallas Cowboys. Ben, appreciate the comment there. Mm-hmm. Really was an all-time game when you include Antonio Brown leaving <laughs> in the middle of it. It, tr- it truly was. Oh, so, um, Matt, I've covered this team for 27 <laughs> years, and that that game was up there, man. That's that is one of that is one of the best Bucks wins, but also one of the most eventful games I've ever been a part of. So I'll just always wild. remember the the post game pro- press conference. 
Yes. He will no longer be a buck. And it's like, right. all right, that's, <laughs> okay. you know, going to get a lot of views and clicks right there. Thanks, Bruce Arians, for, yep. uh, you know, making that one easy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so one thing we will say is, is uh, obviously, John Ledger did a fantastic job with Peter Game Day last year, and you were on there a couple times with him. And, Matt, you're going to be the host of Peter Game Day this year, and we're going to have Paul Atwell back again for another season, uh, providing that that insight to Bruce Arians slash Byron Leftwich slash Tom Brady's offense that you're not going to get anywhere else. I mean, listen, yeah, Paul Atwell knows that playbook inside and out. And I think anybody that watched along on Peter game day during those Bucks games was just educated to the max about what was happening with that Bucks offense. Yeah. He's an X's and O's genius. So I'm really excited. You know, there's so many things that Scott, you obviously know the game inside and out for me. I know a lot about the game, but I consider myself, a student as well. You know, I'm trying yeah. to learn as much as I can. And you and, and Paul and, and John, obviously when he was with us, just brought so much more insight that I feel like I learned something new every time that I talk to you guys. So I'm super excited that Paul's going to give so much more detail about the X's and, o and O's and the game playing that goes on there. Shout out Richie with this comment. I've been so in the vibe with Peter report. I feel like there has been no off season. Really appreciate that. Richie <laughs> we, Tom we, here. We feel that way too. <laughs> yeah. Tom said, watch the game with my family from New York and couldn't believe we were losing it. He's talking about the uh, Bucks yep. jets game, but it was a good effort and a memorable comeback win. Absolutely. That's part of this is making memories, you know, and just yeah. uh, reminiscing about the good time. So uh, just to put a bow on everything, as Chris says here, jets game was wild and epic. Um, you know, again, a lot of great things to look forward to for this upcoming season with the yep. live stream. So, uh, Stay tuned for more information with yeah. that. And um, as we roll on here, Scott, well, we start. Sorry, go ahead, please. I, I was going to say, uh, we, we've got a lot of new things happening, but one of the old Bucketeer players doesn't sound like he's going to be coming back. So there was a little bit of news today. Mike Reese from ESPN covers the the Patriots up there in Boston. Yeah. Has covered, you know, just all but the last two years of Tom Brady and, and Rob Gronkowski up there in uh, in the Boston area. He had a report today, and, and we we uh, did a story on it as well, where he interviewed Rob Gronkowski at an event for um, Ice Shaker. It's an ice shaker bottle, and I, I think his brother, Rob's brother, owns that company. They're doing yeah. a promo up there. And, uh, and, and Reese asked him about coming back, and this is what Gronkowski had to say. He says, I'm done with football. Loved the game. Loved the game. Definitely blessed with all the opportunities the game of football has given me and the relationships. I've been in New England for nine seasons and Tampa for two. I'm done with football. I'm stepping my feet into the business world, the business ventures, and just seeing what's out there and where I can find my place. Obviously, his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, on the day he retired, yep. again, June 21st, <laughs> came out and said that uh, he thought that Gronk would return at some point during the season. So what would Gronkowski do if Tom Brady called to ask him to come back during the season? Here's another Gronkowski quote. Drew is the number one football legend out there. He loves anything that has to do with the NFL and loves to see his players be playing. But I would answer, obviously, I would obviously answer the greatest quarterback of all time and ask him how he was doing. Tell him how I'm doing. I wouldn't go back to football. No, I've been playing for whatever, 30 years, that's all I really know. Just to have that transition and jump right into the business ventures is awesome. It gives me a jump start on defining my foot and what I want to do next and where I want to be, uh, what place I have in this world. So it looks like you're going to be seeing Rob Gronkowski on your TV screens this year, but probably just being that pitch man, Matt, just pitching USAA and T-Mobile and Ice Shakers and Manscaped yeah. and whatever other advertising and commercial ventures that he has. Right. And look, I'm not going to tell Gronk how to live his life and no one should tell anyone else how to live their life. Yeah. Um, I did think it was interesting though, in the terms of, you know, he said, Oh, I'm excited to get into these business ventures. He's already been doing the business ventures, whether or not he was in the NFL. So yeah. I don't necessarily know how much that could have possibly changed in, you know, over the last year or two, again, yeah. it's his decision. And, I respect it no matter what. Um, but also, what is he going to say in that situation? He's going to be like, you know what? I slept on it for a week now, and now I think I could be able to come back 
uh, midway through the season. You know, he's not, he's, I don't think he's going to say something yeah. like that. If he would have said something in the interview, like never say never. All right. right then the antennas go <laughs> yeah. up and you're yeah. really thinking about something there. So maybe he was just saying that because he didn't want to spark that, you know, that conversation. Right. I think it would have to be more of, and again, we all thought that Gronk was going to come back this season. So it was already right. surprised that he said that he was retiring. I just, I would not rule out a situation. And unfortunately it would have to be one where, Cam Brake got hurt or Kate Otten never recovers from his injury. Right. And next thing you know, they're really in a hole when it comes to the tight end position. Yeah. Um, that's where I could see Brady just being like, all right, Gronk, listen, let's go out <laughs> together. It's dude, it's eight games. We're going to get that first round by anyway. Yeah. So yeah, it could be seven games. Like, come on, man, just eight games. Suck right. it up. Like we'll sub you in and out more than we did yeah. the last two years and everything like that. I could see Gronk possibly coming back for that type of scenario of right. all right the team's already winning the work's already been put in let me uh yeah. let me cash in a little bit here he's obviously going to put in his own work but yeah. that's one scenario i see where Gronk could make a comeback i i could see that too uh, and the thing is is he's saying this matt in july right? exactly and there's a couple more months left until the end of football season we haven't gotten to the start of football season yet so just like anybody he reserves his right to change his mind and if he changes his mind We'll take it. We'll accept it for sure. Yeah. How many times has like Motley Crue broken up as a band and gotten back together? They're <laughs> yeah. still on World Tour. Kiss is still on yes, World yeah. Tour. Jay-Z Kiss- retired two or three times. Right. Jay-Z occasionally come out with new yeah. music. So no one's actually really ever I retired. think I've seen two out of the last four Kiss farewell tours. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Every tour is a farewell tour, you know. So, uh, yeah. So hopefully Gronk will come back and change his mind. And we'll see. And if not, you know, enjoy the retirement. As, as some of you have said here in the chat. So um, we, we've got a fantastic show. I mean, it's already feeling like it's going to be the best show ever. Oh, yeah. and, and part of that is is our sponsor. And as you know, our sponsor is Celsius. This is, this is the title sponsor, the exclusive official energy drink of Peter Report. But you may not know this, but Celsius also makes a fantastic tasting protein bar called the Fast Brand Bars. And Matt, when I tell you that they're fantastic tasting, they are fantastic tasting. This is not in the script. This is just me like riffing and ad living here. Um, they taste like candy bars. They really do. And that's very rare because I've had my share of protein bars that taste like sawdust, wood chips, cardboard, you name it. <laughs> and, and, and these are the best tasting protein bars on the market. You're going to get like 20 grams of protein and two grams of sugar and two fantastic flavors. Matt, tell us about the flavors. Yeah, the two flavors that they have right now is uh, white chocolate cookies and cream and salted caramel peanut crunch. And the one thing we always talk about with Celsius and the fast brands, the protein bars here, is the variety. Whether it's the variety of flavors or uh, you know different type of drinks that they have with the energy drink or things you got going on here with the the fast brand the variety with these with these bars here they're the perfect pick me up for all right if you're running late and you can't have breakfast boom just have a fast brand bar you're good to go it'll hold you over until lunch if you're going to work out in a little bit you know pump some iron run get in shape have a fast brand bar before you hit the gym yep have you in your stomach where you're not going to be full but it's going to be good enough to get you through that workout, whatever it may be. So uh, make sure you go to Celsius.com and order these online on Amazon as well. You're talking about great flavor, uh, great essential energy that they give you in both the drinks and the fast brand bars. You won't be disappointed and a great substitute for dessert as well. Yeah, they ship them right to your door when you you buy them on Amazon. That's the place to get them. And and I'll tell you what, too. They don't really build this, Matt, as, as a meal replacement bar. True story. My, my flight back from the Ozarks on Saturday night was supposed to be at 1030, right? And mm-hmm. this was out of St. Louis. And at 1130, that's when we took off. Well, it's just that's when we boarded. We're about an hour and 15 minutes late. So we got back into Tampa like 3 o'clock in the morning, which is not yeah. ideal. No. But, you know, at that late at night, we're supposed to be in the air. And all the restaurants had closed in the airport. The little kiosks had closed. And so if you didn't have your food, you you were going to be hungry. And I reached into my backpack and pulled out one of those fast protein bars and, and I ate it. I had the, the, the white chocolate cookies and cream 
And of course, my kids are like, where'd you get that? And I'm like, I got it from a backpack. And they said, <laughs> can I have one? I said, I only have one. I told you to pack your food just in case something like this happened, but you didn't. So lesson learned. And these aren't little kids. My kids are like 21 and 17. So don't feel <laughs> sorry for Ellie and Logan. Yeah. But no, it it's, you know, I was munching on that at 1030 at night and it filled me up. It's it's a great protein bar. Highly recommend fast brand protein bars. Yeah, well said. Very overlooked is the accessibility to uh, to traveling. Just put it in your backpack and good right. to go. So uh, shout out the uh, the fast brands and uh, the, the protein bars because they are great. All right, Scott, let's um oh, what is Joel saying here? Uh Scott and the Ozarks opening a remote casino. Well, yeah. you know, if you did, you would I'm be thinking about the it. uh the Celsius fast brand bars um on there. All right, Scott, let's get into some of these X factors yeah. um that you know we've been starting the show with. Um, you're a defensive guy, of course, so I think we should start on the defensive side of the ball. Sure. And everyone saw on the opening graphic, uh, the first guy that I had on this list, yep. or one of the first guys. And this kind of goes back to, I can't even fully take credit for it, but we had a great article on pewterreport.com. Josh Capo yeah. wrote about why Joe Tryon-Shanka will be an X-Factor uh, this season. So the first X-Factor that we have here is JTS, yeah. also known as Joe Tryon-Shanka. And this is a huge year for him. He's obviously going to his second season. So uh, he's got a full year under his belt of understanding yeah. the playbook, what to expect in a Todd Bowles type of defense. And he's still got to start six games. He played in all 17 games of the regular season um, and and the po the two games of the postseason as well. So this is a player that has gotten, even though he wasn't the number one or number two outside linebacker, he got some starts when JPP was injured. Yep. Um, he got playing time in every single game. So, you know, lack of reps or experience, I really don't think is going to be an excuse for Joe Tryon Shoenka this year. And he's clearly the full-blown starter, uh, the number two outside linebacker outside of Shaq Barrett. And last year he had uh, four tackles, five tackles for loss, 10 quarterback hits, and 29 tackles. And the big thing we talked about with Joe Tryon Shoenka is while he had the four sacks, it could have been double that. It could yeah. have been eight, right, right around that. And I think what's most exciting about Joe Tryon-Shanka and why he's an X-factor, in my opinion, is that when he first got drafted, we all talked about the freakish size that he has, the length, the, the quick speed that he's got, working on that first step. You add it all together, and it just looks like that you have a monster of an edge rusher. And yeah. we already can predict what we're going to get from Shaq Barrett because he's already been that guy for the last three years. But yep. if Joe Tryon-Shanka, I mean – we marveled at the idea of Shaq and JPP when JPP was healthy a couple seasons ago. Joe Tryon-Shanka putting it all together, paired with Shaq Barrett, that is an elite possibility at edge rusher. Added into everything else that the Bucks have, I think if Joe Tryon-Shanka turns into that guy that we expect, getting that you know eight sacks compared to four last year, maybe even getting to double digits, I mean, this defense could be a scary good in my opinion if JTS can do his thing. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And and certainly he has to. There's a lot of pressure on him, right? So, yeah. you know, he he's got to step up and, and be the man that they drafted him to be with that first round pick. There's no doubt about it. Everything you said is completely valid. I took a little bit of an opposite approach when I saw your list to to mine. I, we did our list independently. We then we kind of compared him. But I, I'm actually going and I'll do my two, and then we'll go back to your defensive sure. guy because we have a little bit different philosophy here, which is cool. But the two guys that I have on defense, and I'll talk about Shaq Barrett first, but those two guys right there, Shaq Barrett and Devin White. And the reason why I, I think that Shaq Barrett has, has got to be an X factor this year is because he was a pro bowler last year. He's mm. got to maintain that level, right? Heading into last year, he had Jason Pierre-Paul opposite of him, Nobody knew that, that JPP was going to injure that shoulder so bad in week one and really be hampered by that all season long and be a shell of his former self, miss several games, et cetera. But when you look at Shaq Barrett, he's the money man up front. He's the $18 million guy on that, that defensive line. He has got to be Shaq Barrett, the pro bowler, every single game. He's got to be a double-digit uh, sack guy. And, and so for me, there's a lot of pressure on him pressure to perform and and he doesn't have that experience now he's going to be drawing an awful lot 
of double teams where I think that there were some teams that when JPP was in his prime, and remember JPP was the Bucks lone pro bowler mm-hmm. in that 2020 season <laughs> and had two interceptions that year, right? In, in addition to rushing the passer. So when you have JPP on one side and Shaq on the other, it's, you know, who are you going to double? Who are you going to chip? Well, guess what? With, with the unproven JTS on one side and Shaq Baird on the other, guess who's going to be getting those chips from the running back and the tight end and all that? It's going to be Shaq Barrett. So there's going to be a lot more focus on him to perform, and he's going to be facing more double teams and chips than JTS will. He's got to be able to fight through that. That can't be an excuse. The great players take that on and they still perform. So for me, Shaq Barrett has got to be Shaq Barrett. He can't be the guy that dipped down to eight sacks in 2020. Not saying he's going to get 19 and a half again, but he needs to be at least 10, hopefully 12 to 14. And, and, and I think, too, what you're saying about JTS, JTS has got to take advantage of those yes. one-on-ones and take advantage of all the attention that Shaq's going to be getting and create that balance and say, okay, fine. So Shaq gets doubled and, and chipped. Uh, JTS has got to come through with a two- or three-sack game at some point to swing the balance and say, well, shoot, we can't be we can't be putting all this attention on Shaq every single play. We've got to we got to pick and choose who we're going to double now, right? That, that that's the optimum situation. Have those bookend pass rushers. So I think early on, Shaq's got to stand and deliver, even though he's got the spotlight on him. And then the other guy, of course, is is Devin White. Uh, he's not mm-hmm. making eighteen million dollars a year yet, but he's in line for that if he keeps performing. Uh, and 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 has a, a better year. The, the interesting thing about um, Shaq Barrett is is last year was actually his highest year in Tampa Bay in terms of his PFF grade. He was at eighty two point nine, and then in the Super Bowl season, Shaq had a seventy point seven. And even in that that year where he was a Pro Bowler for the first time, nineteen and a half sacks, he only had a seventy seven point seven grade. Well, PFF does not like Devin White. <laughs> they don't like this guy at yeah. all. He misses a lot of tackles and and uh, does not shed blocks very well. And and uh, you know, he made the Pro Bowl last year. I don't think he really deserved the Pro Bowl per se. But if you look at Devin White's PFF grades, and again, it's not the holy grail, but as a rookie, he got a fifty-one point nine. And you don't. 68, 70, that, that's a really good number, just to put that in perspective. So when you look at Shaq Barrett, 77.7 in 19, 70.7 in 2020, 82.9. I mean, those, those are really good grades. For Devin White, not so much. 51.9 as a rookie, 43.4 in the Super Bowl year, and a 36.2 grade, one of the lowest-graded Buccaneers last year. And this guy is capable of being so much more, Matt. Here you see him missing a sack. This is a mm-hmm. miss. This was not a sack against uh, the Giants and uh, Dan- Daniel Jones here. So he had the opportunity. We talk about the missed sacks by JTS. Devin White had, I think, three and a half sacks last year after having nine yeah. the season before. Mm-hmm. And listen, Larry Foote says nine sacks, that's the outlier. That's that's not what you can realistically expect from Devin White every year. Okay, that's fine. But I can count on my hand at least four Point blank sacks where he comes screaming in the A gap. Mac Jones was one of them. Mac Jones is not <laughs> mobile, folks. Right? Yeah. Tom Brady's so, quicker than Mac Jones. Yeah. So <laughs> Devin White's got to do a better job of slowing down, coming in under control, still playing fast, but playing under control, doing a better job of shedding blocks, being more anticipatory in pass coverage and doing those things. He's got the C on his chest. He's, he's got to be able to be that Pro Bowl Devin White, the guy that we all feel good about. You know what? Devin White's going to the Pro Bowl this year, and you know what? He earned it. That's the guy he's got to be. We need an X-factor season from Devin White. Matt, who's your other defensive player? I, I will get to that in a second. I just want to say two really great points that you just made there with Devin White and mm-hmm. Shaq Barrett, especially with, with, with both. Devin White I'll start with because that's who you just finished with. Um, I think this will be the biggest year for him in terms of uh, classroom version of Devin White. And yeah. he talked about it a lot, just how he's learning the game differently. He's understanding differently. And he's learning about his body, too, or like he's getting older in age. He's got to preserve that speed and everything. He's still very young, so I'm not worried about yeah. his speed. But 
there seems to be the theme, whether I was talking about Joe Tryon, Shoyinka, or you just mentioned with, with Devin White, it's the missed sack opportunities. If right. you only get to the quarterback five times, that's fine, but make sure you take him down five times. As you said, yeah. Devin only had three, but it could have been like seven or eight. Um, to your point with Shaq Barrett, though, I, what I thought was really great, and that was a point I wanted to to mention where, you know, when he first came to the box, obviously no one had really heard about him because he was right. stashed away on the depth chart for the Denver Broncos. So he exploded onto the scene with the 19 and a half sacks and uh, breaking the box record and, yeah. and leading the NFL in sacks. That next year, I, I don't by any means think that Shaq Barrett like slacked off. But yeah, you know, he had quote unquote a down year because he only had the eight sacks and he made the Pro Bowl that 2019 season. And he's always had the comfort of JPP being there. It's not just his team. Now it is Shaq's team. And yeah. you saw him bounce back last year, getting the mm -hmm. double digit sacks, making the Pro Bowl again. But now it's really, you know, his room right. at outside linebacker. So I think you make a really great point there. My last but certainly not least pick for the X factors for the defensive side of the ball. This is probably the number one player that I am most excited to watch um, come training camp when it gets here because he's playing a role that he's been in before, but yep. now he's expanding it to going full time. And that is Mike Edwards that you see on the screen right there. I think Mike Edwards can really put his stamp on this Bucks defense by being, I'm not saying he's going to be like Ed Reed or Troy Palomalo or someone right. like that, but someone anytime that the quarterback's going to throw it deep, you're going to have in the back of your head, ooh, this is an opportunity for Mike Edwards. Because yeah. with all the, the players we just talked about getting after the quarterback, they're going to have to rush some throws, and that's where Mike Edwards comes in big. Now, obviously, he's played in a, in a reserve role, backup role, where he still gets playing time, but you've seen the numbers. You know, yeah. he led the team in interceptions last year with three, including two pick sixes. He had that interception in uh, the playoff game against the Eagles. He also had a forced fumble. He had seven pass breakups as well. Um, he needs to work on his tackling. He had 46 tackles, but a lot of mixed missed tackles in there. And mm -hmm. safety's coach, Nick Rapone, will be the first one to tell you that. Yeah. But it's obviously an X factor because he hasn't been a full-time starter. But if you get the good of Mike Edwards, which is his ability to take the ball away, when that's been an issue in the secondary, we talked a lot that's about right. Carlton. We talked a lot about Jamel. Antoine Winfield Jr., obviously pretty good at taking the ball away too, but it starts with Mike Edwards. And if he can adjust to playing full-time, if he can yep. work a little bit better at, at stopping the run, I'm not asking him to be Jordan Whitehead, but if he brings right. that takeaway ability that he has, I think teams are going to be scared to go deep against the Bucs. Yeah. And I think they're going to be – the Bucks defense is going to be a fantastic draft pick for fantasy football because yeah. you're going to get the sack numbers and you're going to get a lot more turnovers than you did last season because Mike Edwards is going to be back there the whole time. I just got to apologize for this this shoddy craftsmanship here. I didn't crop this photo properly, so I just want to apologize for that. Sorry. Um, he scored a touchdown on the play, so it's fine. He did. I, I'm going to put myself <laughs> in. in I'm going to suspend myself without pay for a few minutes to make up for that. Uh, but no, I, I agree. I, I think that that Mike Edwards. You know, and it was interesting again, right? Because the the two players that I have as the X factors on defense are are guys that. That have reached a Pro Bowl level, and and they gotta maintain. They they have to play at that level, otherwise this defense falls a bit. This yes. this defense slips unless those guys don't play at a Pro Bowl level. And the two guys that you talked about are are going to be new starters this Up year. And coming, so it's, yeah. It's a, it's a great mix right there. Absolutely. Because what is the next factor? It's somebody that just has to play well, right? And so yeah. you've got a, a little bit of new starters with some established guys that that you know they have to play well. So. Uh, that's folks that that's good analysis right there, you know, and if you're looking for a good place to to do some, some wagering this football season, well, look no further than our friends at my bookie. That's right. My bookie. Uh, they're going to welcome you. If you're not at my bookie uh, client with up to $1,000 welcome bonus, just using the promo code pewter people. That's all you had to do. Now, I've been using MyBookie for years, probably five years, I think, ever since the MyBookie partnership started with Pewter Report. That's my go-to. And I love the prop bets. I love the in-game betting and everything. So whether you're a newcomer to sports betting or a veteran to the game, if you're still looking for a place to play the odds and bet to win, do what Matt and I do. 
join the MyBookie community. MyBookie is the best place to bet on all your favorite sports from Major League Baseball, which is going on right now, mm-hmm. to the NFL, NHL, NBA, UFC, and beyond. They've got the odds for any event, so you can raise the stakes on your terms. Worried about inflation? <laughs> MyBookie is pumping up your betting power by matching half of your deposit up to $1,000 by using that promo code Pewter. In other words, deposit $200 and play with $100 extra in house money. So whether you're a diehard fan or a casual better, the MyBookie community welcomes you. Sign up today and put your money where your mouth is. Don't forget to use that promo code Pewter, and that's going to get you the first deposit bonus up to $1,000. So whatever you put it on, they're going to meet you halfway, and that's a bet worth making. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with my bookie. And football season is the best time of the year to uh, to bet. It really so is. Please bet responsibly, and uh, don't be afraid to dip your toe in the water. You know, everyone yeah. thinks you got to bet like a million dollars birthday. No, bet bet what you have, and don't yeah. worry about it. it's. The winning part is the funnest part, whether yeah. you bet $5 or 5000 So I, I usually do $5 bets. And if I'm feeling a little frisky, I might drop <laughs> 25 on a game. But that's really about it. When you get a family of four, it's like, you know, come on. I, I can't I can't afford to be a baller and, and do that. But it's fun. It's fun when you, you know, I, I like the point spreads, Matt. So I'll sit there yeah. and, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll bet, or not the point spreads, uh, the money line. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I usually do money line bets. I love, I love doing like, underdog the, money the, like the yeah. really big underdog where yeah. i can turn that five dollars into 30 then i feel like a real winner you know but that's that's the type of betting i like to do it's fun it's good stuff didn't have a great year last year wasn't my bookie's fault it's my fault made some bad bets but i had fun didn't lose a lot of money either which is good yeah maybe we'll do a peter report pick them uh this year yeah. we'll see we'll talk about be that fun. later Common Sense says uh wasn't mike edwards part of all those 60 plus TDs against us last year not sure about him well, there was the Rams game, which is yeah. not his finest hour for sure. But yeah, I, I think the thing is, though, Matt, is what we're going to see, and everyone, you know, is anticipating him replacing Jordan Whitehead in that that underneath safety role, that strong safety role closer to the line of scrimmage. And there's no doubt that Mike Edwards will play some of that. At the same time, we saw Antoine Winfield Jr. play closer to the line of scrimmage, do mm-hmm. some blitzing, and when that happens, well, Jordan Whitehead was back there playing center field, so. That's what happens with these safeties. They have to be interchangeable. I just wouldn't be surprised, given Mike Edwards' ball hawking ability, if he doesn't see a little bit more playing time deep, more so than Jordan Whitehead did. And I think Winfield's so good around the line of scrimmage. You go back to, you know, to that that Saints game in the playoffs where Jared Cook is coming underneath on that route and 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 it, uh, it got the ball punched out by Winfield. Changed everything. So, it really did. We've seen Winfield get involved with some sacks, some, some uh, sack fumbles. He's a dynamic player. He's a pro bowler. And so I, I think you're going to see Winfield probably playing a little bit more in that quote-unquote strong safety, that that closer to the line, that box safety position than he even played last year. That gives Edwards the ability to kind of be that center fielder and be a ball hawk a little bit more than Whitehead. Yeah, and what does Todd Bowles love more than anything else? It's versatility at the safety position. And that's, of course – what Antoine Winfield Jr. brings. He can yeah. he can get you that highlight real interception against the Colts that we referenced earlier when he yep. took the ball away from Michael Pittman on a throw from Carson Wentz. He could also be the guy that blitzes after the quarterback and forces a fumble. He does a little bit of everything. So it would be silly just to put him in a box and only have him do one of those things. Yeah, He can do a little bit of everything where Mike Edwards, we know, is right. really good at taking the ball away. So put him in those type of situations. And sure, there were some mistakes along the way, but I think, that can really get corrected. And I think actually playing more will help with that because it's yeah. not because you see literally every single scenario. It's like right. Dr. Strange going through the whole thing and seeing the one way that they could beat Thanos. <laughs> right. If the more Mike Edwards sees of the field, he's not going to be like, oh, wait, this is a crucial situation. Wait, uh, is this your guy or is this my guy? You won't yeah. run into that as much just with, uh, you know, more of those reps. So I agree. That's my thought of it. So I'll start with one of my guys. We'll kind of go back and forth here for the offensive sure. uh, X factors for this year. And again, I kind of stuck with some established veterans and you kind of went with potential newcomers. And one of those is a newcomer for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting with, with Donovan Smith, right? He, he had his finest year as a Buccaneer last year. Now I know that, you know, he had a rough game against Von Miller. Von Miller will do that 
mm -hmm. to you in the playoffs. Keep in mind, too, the Bucs did not do a good job of running the ball in either of those Rams games. So when you become predictable, when you become one-dimensional, and granted, the Bucs love to throw the ball, but you want to be able to throw it when you want to throw it and run it when you want to run it. And the Bucs could not run it when they wanted to run it last year. And that hurt, especially against mm -hmm. the Rams and the Saints. Donovan Smith, I looked up some of his statistics because, you know, offensive linemen, they don't have a lot of statistics. Right. But I checked out Pro Football Focus. Again, not the Holy Grail, but we're going to use this as a measuring stick. Let's go back to his, uh, to, to 2017. Uh, didn't go all the way back to 2015, but 2017. Nine penalties, seven sacks. That kind of sounded like Donovan Smith, right? Six, 64.9 grade. Uh, then the next year, 2018, still in the dirt cutter era here. Seven penalties, eight sacks. Matt, that kind of sounds like like old Donovan Smith, right? Yeah. 66.4 grade, just a little bit better. The next year, Bruce Arians comes to town. Byron Leftwich, the OC, new offensive line coaches, Harold Goodwin, Joe Gilbert. Nine penalties, six sacks. So, you know, a couple sacks fewer. Penalties still a little bit of a concern. Mm. And that was in 2019. But the PFF grade goes up to 70.4. Again, 68 to 70, that's that's good. That's that's average. In the Super Bowl season, 11 penalties. That's that's a, that's a lot. Six sacks. Again, not not eight like it was a couple of years prior, but six sacks. 71.8 grade. We saw Donovan Smith, when Tom Brady got here in 2020, start to kind of turn the corner, mm. take things a little bit more seriously, get more locked in. You didn't have those, those plays where he just would kind of coast or take a playoff, right, at the most inopportune time. Well, Matt, I went back and looked. Donovan Smith, he did have eight penalties last year. He gave up one sack. That's a career low for him. And his PFF grade was 83.8. Big time jump from seventy one point eight to eighty three point eight. So his trajectory has been up. His arrow has been pointing up, and it needs to continue there. He's not in a contract year yet, but he will be soon. And we are starting to see the best of Donovan Smith, and I think that needs to continue, especially with Tom Brady one more year, and, and he's going to be older at age forty five. You don't want the old man getting hit. So I, I like what I saw from Donovan Smith last year. We really praised him, and he deserved it. And I, I don't know that he's a Pro Bowl caliber player because there's I think you know left tackles that are a little bit better than him. Mm -hmm. But he but I say he's upper echelon, and I think he's earning that money. He's earning the recognition, and to give up one sack in a, an entire season that's damn good. Upper echelon is, is a very good word because that's exactly what, what Donovan Smith is. And it does feel like, especially since Brady got into town, Donovan is a player that's motivated by greatness. You know, we all talk about how Tom Brady wants to, uh, you know, he lifts everyone up around him because yeah. it's like, oh, we're playing with Tom Brady. We like we got to, you know, we got to make sure everything is, is good to go and everything's perfect with Tom Brady. Um, but we've seen with Donovan that, that was the knock on him of, oh, he might take a play or two off and yeah. yeah, some of the penalties. But as you just charted out, that's all decreased year by year. Yeah. So that's a positive for him. And I mean, I, I've seen it too, just with Donovan. And he's always been like that guy that you can rely on in terms of he's an Iron Man. He, does, yeah. he doesn't miss games. And he's still working at it here. I mean, we've seen in the offseason already. He was working out with Chandler Jones, you know, one yeah. of the best edge rushers in the game. They were working together. Obviously, I, I would imagine comparing notes and sharing some secrets and stuff like that. Yeah. Then he was out last week. Um, shout out to Carmen Vitale, former mm -hmm. uh, Bucks team writer that now yeah. works for uh, the Draft Network. She was at an event where there was a ton of offensive linemen, and Donovan Smith was one of the guys out there. Yeah, it was masterminds. Yes, yeah, yeah, Ryan Jensen. Yeah, Jensen, often, Jensen yeah. was there, too, yeah. and – even Donovan's back, like working out again. Like now mm -hmm. he's back in town. It's just a guy that um, has really figured out what works for him. You know, yeah. everyone has different things to to find motivation and success, and it seems like Donovan has really found that. And one thing I do want to see with the box offensive line in particular, I think Donovan is great when they move him out, whether he's pulling or you know they run a yes. play to his side. He's able to you know get his feet moving and get to that yeah. second level. Donovan Smith has some of the best like highlight package 
like decletion of of yeah. defenders around him. And I think the Bucks overall have an extremely athletic offensive line. Whether they you really look do. at the tackles, whether it's Donovan Smith, Tristan Wirfs, we've obviously seen the athleticism that he has, and they've pulled Ryan Jensen at times too. Yeah. Uh, I know we'll have two different guards this year, but I want to see the offensive line entirely. I want to see them out in space a little bit more. I think yeah. they they really do some of their best work. When you get that going, I think that could. Only oh, help they love that game. too, man. You, you, you're Donovan Smith, 340 pounds, and yeah. you're you're charged with blocking a cornerback. Yeah, as long as you can hit them, those little <laughs> guys move. They move out of the way pretty yes, quickly. It, it's a moving target, but yeah. you know, you only need to get a piece of them. Just the size difference alone. That's right. I think. Exactly. Uh, yeah, can make a difference. So we've got a communist leader, uh, uh, Xi Jinping from China, uh, says, uh, "I think it would be cool." to see some sort of pick or gambling angle on the podcast next season. And I think Matt would be great at it. Well, we think so too. And, uh, and we, we certainly, certainly have uh, uh, that in store. That's all we'll say right now, but yes, Matt will be head- handling that. Yeah. And, I appreciate uh, it. Had betting the bucks uh, last that's year right. that I like to do. And uh, you know, maybe we'll bring it into a, a video form uh, for the season. So yeah, definitely uh, appreciate the kind words. I guess it's my turn to pick an offensive player now. And I'm going to be talking about a guy that the offense is going to be blocking for. It's friend of the program, recent friend of the program. And that is Rashad White, the running back that the Bucks picked in the third round out of Arizona State. Um, partially, he's an X factor, of course, because we haven't seen him play in the NFL yet. So a lot of this has to do with the um, you know, the overall expectations uh, of what we want him to be. But I think if you look at the rest of the offense for the Bucks, you know, there's no concern about Mike Evans. Um, there's obviously a lot of questions with Chris Goblin. We'll get to that um, in, in a little bit. Russell Gage, excited to see. You could easily pick Russell Gage as your guy. But I really think with... Um, you know, with Rashad White, he's going to bring another element. We've seen the Bucks having... A receiving running back. Leonard Fournette obviously was that guy last year with 69 receptions, yeah. third most among running backs. But I really want to see Rashad White, and it goes back to the conversation that you had with him, Scott. You know, he's been getting the the Debo Samuel comparisons. You asked mm-hmm. him bluntly of, you know, do you expect to line up outside? I want to see how creative the Bucks get with him in yeah. this offense. Will they line up Leonard and Rashad together in the backfield? Will That's he right. line up as a wide receiver? I think the Bucs can get super creative with Rashad White in the passing game. I think he's an even probably a better receiver than Leonard Fournette. And Leonard Fournette did great things for the Bucs last year. I just want to see White used in so many different ways. It doesn't even have to be a, a you know a running back by committee. Because I don't want Rashad White to be like the next Gio Bernard. I want him to yeah. run the ball as well. But I think with Rashad, you can keep defenses guessing so much. And we've talked about how he's a smooth runner, how... He doesn't have the fastest speed, but he has that breakaway speed when he's out and open that, you know, the defenders behind him aren't going to catch him. So I think he yep. brings another dimension to the Bucks' offense that maybe wasn't necessarily there last year. As we talked about, Ronald Jones didn't have the best hand, so it was all Leonard or all nothing. Yep. That doesn't have to be the case this year with Leonard Fournette. You have Rashad White in here. Let him do his thing, whether it's third downs, whether he takes, you know, a, a series on offense. Mm-hmm. Let him just be... Uh, as he said, a playmaker. Let him be a playmaker, right. whether that's running, whether that's receiving. Use him. Put him in different scenarios. Put him in all these different possibilities where the defense has to game plan for everything. And when they think they've had everything on the play sheet, then they just run something different and they don't expect it. I really think Rashad White, creativity-wise, you could do that with a couple of guys. But as I said, like Cam Bray, you know what you're going to get. Mike Evans, still a stud player. And a couple of the other guys in this offense, we kind of know what to expect. Rashad White, yep. we don't know what to expect yet. We can make hypotheses about it or hypotheses, right. multiple. But we don't exactly know what we're going to get with Rashad White. Well, I'm going to tell you what you're going to get right now. It it just dawned on me. Today is Amazon Prime deal day or whatever that is for Amazon. And I just dropped a link in there. It's awfully big. I'm not sure if you can click on it or not. And it works. But anyways, I'm just going to tell you. Our friends at Celsius just informed us that Celsius is like 30% off, 33% off some cans, 36% off. They got all sorts of deals. I'm looking at them right now. If you go to Amazon.com, I guess today is the day. It's Shop Prime Day. That's what it is. If you go to Amazon today 
and you want to grab some Celsius. I'm looking right now. The orange that I like, it's 35% off. You can get an entire oh case goodness. for $12.94. And if you like, for example, Tropical Vibe, it's 33% off. You can get a, a case of that for $17.49. That's They've got incredible. Celsius Heat on sale. They've got the BCAA plus Energy. I'm going to grab some more Fuji Sparkling Apple Pear. That's 34% off. It's $15 and uh and 81 you're cents. Yeah. You're essentially I mean, like stealing. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> but we're not going to charge you with any crime. So make sure that you go to Amazon today, people. Prime Day. That's right. Tom knows what's going on. And uh, and and get some Celsius today. Today's the day, folks. Today's the day. Prime Day. So type in Celsius on, on Amazon and cash in. And, uh, and we, we want to drive some sales there because this is good stuff. Uh, if you only knew how much Celsius I have uh, in my house, it, it's a little, I, I'm a Celsius junkie. I, I drink several <laughs> uh, a week, I just about, well, I, I probably drink one every day and, and then you, some days you just need to. So uh, Celsius, I'm going to grab some cola. I'm looking at this. I've never heard of this. They have a Celsius heat mango tango. That must be new. Either that I or that like just. That. Yeah, no, yeah. I haven't had that yet. Matt, they got your, your Celsius. Uh, orange pomegranate. Very nice. Too. They've got yep, the I have that right next to me. Celsius Heat Orange Sickle Performance Energy Drink. So they've got all the classic flavors, all the new ones too. So make sure that you are checking out Celsius today, people. Let's get back to our X Factor conversation. And I'm going to go with my last guy. And again, Matt, I, I kind of stuck with the established players, right? The the guys that that really have to perform as they've performed in the past. And boy, this is a guy that needs to perform like he's performed in the past. Why? Because he's really important. So important they paid him $20 million a year coming off that ACL injury. Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin not only has to come back and be healthy and be on the field and stay on the field, he's got to pick up where he left off. He's got to perform like the Chris Godwin that he was before that injury. And that can happen. Sometimes... You know, sometimes, Matt, it's, you come back physically, right? You're cleared to play. You're on the field. But sometimes it takes you another year to get back to where you were at. So in other words, you're you're back, but you need that one more year to, to have a get-back season, right? You yeah. get back to where you were. Now, Chris Godwin, the Buccaneers really need him to have that get-back year this year. He needs to get back on the field and back to that type of performance. What type of performance am I talking about? Well, keep in mind, last year, Godwin goes out in that Saints game, missed the last, what, three, three and a half, I mean, really it was three and three quarters yeah. uh, games of the season. And, of course, the playoffs as well. He still led the team in catches with 98, still led the team in receiving yards with 1,103. And Godwin's best season, statistically, from a yard standpoint, was 1,333, and that came in 2019. That was the first year with Bruce Arians in this offense. And Chris Godwin, as we know, he's the straw that stirs the drink. He is that slot receiver, that guy that that is is a, an X-factor as a run blocker at the point of attack, cracking back on linebackers and strong safeties in the box, and helping out as that extra blocker between the tackles for the Buccaneers. They'll, they'll use him almost like as, a, as an H-back, put him on the move and have him hit the hole like a fullback. Yeah. And then he's also that slot receiver that works the middle of the field. That's that's the hot spot in this offense. And they need Chris Godwin to have a, you know, at least an 85 catch, at least 1,000-yard season next year. So he's got to come back. He's got to stay on the field. He's got to be healthy and just can't afford to have a, okay, he's back needs to be a he's back and he is back back to where he was last year picking up where he left off we talked about these pff grades again they're not the end all be all but chris godwin has been on this team since 2017 these are his grades 81.8 that was his rookie season he had a little bit of a breakout year the next year 59 catches 842 yards seven touchdowns he had an 80.4 grade we talked about that pro bowl season that he had in 2019, the 86 catches, the 1,333 yards, nine touchdowns. 
he had a 90.7 grade from PFF that year. Super Bowl season, he was hurt, missed some games. Yeah. Uh, 65 catches, 840 yards, seven touchdowns. Still had an 80.3 grade. And then last year, an 81.3 grade was really on his way to having a, a monster year. Probably should have been in the Pro Bowl if he stays healthy all 17 games. So I think Chris Godwin is an X factor. He needs to be there week one and he needs to be ready to go. We, we had that picture up of what he did against the Cowboys last year in week one, scoring that touchdown. And he needs to be that guy in week one. And if he's not, okay, that's fine. Mike Evans, Russell Gage need to pick up the slack. But sooner rather than later, Chris Godwin needs to really step up and be who Chris Godwin really is. Yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, you know, Chris Godwin, I, I've long said, and other people said this, that, you know, Chris Godwin is the tempo of the offense. A yeah. lot of times the Bucks' offense goes as Chris Godwin goes. So I don't think it was much of a surprise that they ran into their issues, at least starting out when Chris Godwin got injured. They were able to pick it back up and then, uh, you know, but, you know, a lot of times there's no replacing Chris Godwin. And there's different degrees of being back, as yeah. you said. There's... Texas football back, which is you play one good game and everyone's like, Texas is back, and then you suck for the rest right. of the season. You don't want <laughs> that. There's the Tiger exactly. Woods back, which is yeah. Tiger Woods won the Masters in 2019, had that flash of brilliance, yeah, but isn't the same Tiger that we all know and love. And then there's the Tom Brady back, which is every year or coming out of retirement, every yeah. time people think that Tom Brady's done, he breaks new records and becomes right. the all-time leader. So we want that type of back, or the Rob Gronkowski back that, yeah. you know, became uh, that type of guy. So yep. that's definitely a great answer there, Scott. Mm -hmm. uh, before I give you my answer to yep. uh, the next X Factor, I do want to talk to you guys about Pin Chasers, the best bowling spot to go to in the Tampa area because they have multiple locations, as you see on the screen, East Pasco, Zephyr Hills, Midtown, and Veterans. They have one pretty close to the Advent Health Training Center where the Bucks have their training camp where they practice all season long. But there's awesome events literally every single day. There's all-you-could-eat pizza. There's all-you-can-bowl. There's Dollar Miller Lights. They got brunch on the weekend. So make sure you go to pinchasers.net and see all the different deals that they have because I'm willing to bet that there is a deal out there for you that you will like. You could also reserve a lane or book a birthday party for your kid. They got a cool arcade room so your kids can bowl. They can play video games. And the food's very underrated from the pizza to the chicken tendies to the nachos. It's all delicious. Very underrated. So go to pinchasers.net to reserve a lane or book a party. And their owner, Anthony Peroni, is a huge Bucks fan. So you're supporting yeah. fellow Bucks fans. And we actually got a big announcement uh, coming up on Saturday, July 23rd. 23rd. Yep. We're going to have an event there with the Bucks player. A little more details to come, but it's going to be from one to three. Would yeah. love for everyone to go out there, support pinchasers, yeah. come bowl with us, talk Bucks with us, talk to the Bucks players. Uh, going to be a very fun event, so uh, we'll have a little more information when it comes to that. But, uh, you know, just put it on your calendar. Put it on your radar. Yep. July 23rd from 1 to 3. Uh, bowl with the Peter team at uh, P at Pin Chasers and uh, talk Bucks and talk with Bucks players as well. All right, Scott, the last X Factor I have. Well, hold on real quick. I wanted to – we had a comment sure. here, and I wanted to, to you know, say we appreciate it. Uh, Harry says – Love what you guys bring to the table with in-depth info on our favorite team. Thanks to both, uh, to you both and the team. Thank you, Harry. Yeah, we appreciate that very much. Foxy Rose says, "I wish I could learn something when I listen." Well, what I found is that that when you when you unmute the your screen or your phone or whatever, uh, when you unmute, then you can hear us, and then that probably makes things easier for you. But when you have the mute on, you're not going to learn anything because we're just, you know, it's like we're pantomiming. And, uh, I tend and, to and so that. it's, it's, it's always better when you have the mute off. So if you, if you uh, turn the sound on Foxy, you'll probably learn something. That's what we're here for to, to educate inform, and entertain. You yeah. And have fun. I mean, you're yeah. tuning in for a reason. So uh, yep. we're giving you something and hopefully you take away. Yeah. I think most people will take away something from it, but yeah. If you got an issue, here's a tissue. Um, <laughs> all right. So you were just talking about the wide receiver position, of course, with Chris Godwin. Yeah. And the uncertainty of what we're going to see from Chris Godwin. Obviously, there was the report from Adam Schefter about that the plan is, the hope is that he'll be ready for the first regular season game yeah. of the year. So won't see him too much in the preseason. 
I would imagine if everything goes according to plan, he'll be at some practices, but not obviously play in the preseason game. But because of Chris Godwin's uncertainty and how much back will he be back when he's uh, when he's out there on the field, my X factor, I initially said it's going to be whoever wins the fourth wide receiver position Mm -hmm. because their role becomes even that much more important. Um, when, that first month of the year when yeah. when we don't know because really the number four becomes be the, the number, number three. three. Yeah, that right. yeah, that's the point I want to get to. So I have two guys in mind. Um, in fairness, I'll only pick one, and yeah. I'm going to go with. And I'm not biased here, I promise. But he is yeah. another friend of the program. That is Cyril Grayson Jr. And the reason yeah. I pick him is, you know, there's a couple of candidates for the the fourth wide receiver position. There's Brashad Perryman. He's an older veteran, had the big play against the Bills in, in the overtime game. Other than that, he disappeared. I don't really know what Rashad Perryman's going to give the Bucs this year. I'm not too optimistic about it. Tyler Johnson, another guy, was given that fourth wide receiver role That's last right. year. Had that chance. Didn't really uh, take the baton and run with it. Right. Steel Grayson Jr., when he got those opportunities, and it was towards the end of the year, it was on the road at Carolina and on the road at the Jets. Um, had a little bit of playing time earlier. He obviously had that 50-yard reception for a touchdown against the Saints in New Orleans. Um, the whole year, he had 10 receptions for 212 yards and two touchdowns. That was his first touchdown. Um, the two big games where he got playing time at Carolina, three receptions for 81 yards and one rush for 14 yards, and he had that huge block that sprung the touchdown for Keyshawn Vaughn on his star play. His other touchdown came against the Jets. It was the walk-off touchdown, as we alluded to earlier. Six receptions for 81 yards and that touchdown. So we're talking about guy, a guy that put up production those last couple games of the season, and then, yeah. unfortunately, he got hurt. He's a player that we've been waiting for. If he could put it all together, there was a long time that he was on your list and not the good list. That's right. He was on the bad list because he would get open deep and not be able to catch the ball. He's yeah. shown that he can catch the ball. He can still get open deep down the field. And I know there's competition. Jalen Darden. You can make a very great case for him being the X factor too, but I really think uh, Cyril Grayson Jr. putting mm-hmm. it all together, the knowledge that he has, the speed that he has, um, building chemistry a little bit with Tom Brady already. And you talk about Leonard Fournette, another LSU guy, was one of the first people to say that you know it could take up to a year to right. build that with, with with Tom Brady. So I think in that sense, Grayson might be ahead of someone like Jalen Darden um, when when it comes to building that chemistry with him. So I really have Cyril Grayson as my X factor because if he can win that number four job, he becomes that much more important That's in, right. uh, in that first month where Russell Gage becomes that number two, but the Bucks showed last year, they still need that third receiver. They still need yeah. that third option, especially now with Gronk not being there. I think Grayson can be the guy. A lot of people will say Jalen Darden, but Jalen Darden didn't even yeah, get the reps at receiver. He didn't get the reps at receiver right. that that Cyril did when they were both in that same situation. Darden yeah. only got it when it came to you know absolute garbage time. The other guy that I think could be in the running for that fourth receiver outside of um outside of Jalen Darden would be Scotty Miller. And yeah. Scotty Miller, I think you could throw away a majority of last season because he had that turf toe injury right. was very limited. But the little success that Scotty Miller had one. Mm-hmm was uh, in punt coverage. You know, he had That's that right. big play in <laughs> Indy. Did. So he's carving out a niche there to mm-hmm. at least – Actually forced two fumbles. Makes... Yeah. Forced one in Indy and then forced one against the Eagles as a gunner too. So, I mean, yeah. he's probably like so, an impact player. Put him on he can make, he can make the team. He can make the team in that sense. We know he can go down the field. But what we saw in OTAs was that he was starting to make the grimy catches that we've wanted Scotty Miller to make. Right. Unfortunately – for whatever injury he had, he didn't participate in training camp and uh, in a uh, mini camp. Mm-hmm. So if he's healthy for training camp, I think it's just a matter of stay healthy. That's he has time. to stay healthy and he has to prove that he can make those catches in training camp in preseason and in, you know, joint practices and not just yeah. in OTAs. If he can do that, I was really impressed with what I saw from Scotty in OTAs, but that's why it's OTAs and not, you know, training camp so that's right well well, matt i was really impressed with our show today if i'm being quite honest i i you know yesterday's show was the best in peter report history and and we just topped it and that's hard to do it is very tough but this x factor thing was was really was really tough stuff and and we we nailed it i think so it's that's good stuff so we got the the communist uh, chinese leader again xi jinping 
Uh, Grayson is my favorite among the young wide receivers ever since the doink play. He came back and proved worthy when his opportunity came up. Sad to see him get hurt. Yes, exactly. And uh, I, I knocked him for the doink play, but he certainly made up for it with with a Hail Mary touchdown play, essentially. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really Hail Mary, but it was it was a, in the 20-something seconds left in the game, 28 seconds, I think, scored that touchdown. So um, he's an up-and-coming player, as, as Common Sense points out, but he's also 29. He's just yeah. been on the practice squad for, Ex- yeah, for experience, years. experience yeah, experience-wise, he's up-and-coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but a- yeah, age-wise, he's... Turning 29, exactly. So this has been fun. The great news is, is we're going to do it tomorrow as well. We're going to actually... I think what we have in store for tomorrow is probably the best show we've ever done. So you want to be sure that you stick around for that. And also uh, do what Emily says to do. All right. Listen to Emily, hit that like button, hit that thumbs up. When you do that, it helps our algorithm with YouTube. They get these crazy little algorithm things. That's big tech for you. Fine. We'll play along, hit the like button. It's going to get us in front of more pewter people, more awesome Buccaneer fans, just like you helps our numbers grow, which we appreciate. We're almost we're, we're getting closer to 9,000. We want to be at 9,000 before the start of the season, yeah. 10,000 by the end of the season. That's our, our goals. Thank you very much. If you've helped us uh, by subscribing, if you haven't make sure you subscribe to pewter report TV on YouTube and hit those like buttons. That's awesome. So we appreciate you all very much, Peter people. Thanks for tuning in today for Matt Matera. I'm Scott Reynolds saying we'll see you tomorrow for another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Out. Out.